Uh, action! Good morning. Welcome. Good morning. Episode 28 of the See Where Goes podcast with Brian Bridget. Saturday morning. Yeah, it's Saturday morning. It's beautiful outside. Well, it's been raining, but it's cool. We just at Mike for a sec. Yeah. The, the windows are open. The birds are singing. I actually slept in today, which I normally don't do. Yes. I slept till 11 minutes after 7. That's I late. never sleep that I had, late. Woke up at half past six. Yeah, it was great. Yes. And the monster from the movie made an appearance in my dream. Do we have a little music for everyone to open the show? Yes. <clears throat> what is it, Brian? Boom, ba dum, boom, boom. See where it goes. See where it goes today. They are very, very good. Okay, that's our little composition for you today. Okay, the movie we saw last night was The Quiet Place Part Two. Yes, it which was. Um, did you? Did you saw the I saw The Quiet Place Part One in uh-huh. the movie theaters with Finn two years ago, and it was very good. I we enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be eating pork rinds during the movie or something crunchy because the movie theater is also oh, very that quiet. That was so funny because The Quiet Place. I don't know if you've seen if in, if you've seen the movie or not, but basically. There's a reason in the movie why you have to be quiet. Like, the people in the movie itself have to be quiet. So there's a lot of silence in the movie itself. But it's funny, in the movie theater, when someone makes a noise, like, everyone jumps, you know? Um, So I don't want to give any spoilers on the movie in case you haven't seen it. But if you're going to watch The Quiet Place 2... Or watch The Quiet Place. What is it on? Hulu? Uh, I don't know. Amazon is what you watched it on. Oh, yeah. Amazon. So you can watch The Quiet Place on Amazon and then go to see The Quiet Place 2 in theaters. It's really good. John Krasinski, who's Jim Halpert, maybe from The yeah, Office. Yeah, Jim Halpert in The Office. He's doing quite a lot. Emma Blunt. Emma Blunt? Emily no, Blunt. Emily Blunt. And uh, Killian Murphy, a good cork man. He's in this second one. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, you know, so... What did you think of the first one? How would you how would you rate the first one on a scale of ten? I would give it probably an eight. First I mean, one. it's really well done. It's a really well done movie. It's suspenseful. It's not really scary at all. Um, it just gives you jump scares. Yeah. But it's not like a horror movie at all. It's just like a like a drama. Yeah. It's just, uh, like, it's uh, like Alien someone, or someone something. Someone said it's the audio version of the Bird Box. Yeah, I found Bird Box to be more scary. Very good good movie. If you haven't um, seen it, you'll understand why we're calling The Quiet Place the audio version of The Bird Box. The Bird Box is very good. Actually, yeah, Bird, the Bird Box, Box was, probably, was excellent. It was more Sarah disturbing. Bullock. Is that what you just said? It was more disturbing? It was yeah, more disturbing. Yeah, it was more disturbing. It was more violent. Yes, it was. Than The Quiet Place is really... Well, The Quiet Place is violent, but the violent is the violence is very fast. Yeah. Very strong opening on The Quiet Place, too. Yeah. Very good. Um, it lost some of its momentum, but I think it's supposed to because it's supposed to go from noise to quiet. You know how he films it because there's a deaf girl in it. Yeah. And sometimes they film it from her perspective where everything's right. dead quiet. I thought right. that was very effective. Yeah, that's really cool. There you go. That was that. So yeah, they're good. They're good movies. They're solid movies. Yeah. You know a movie you know? that's not solid. Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead on Netflix. That's not solid. I would have given it. Go ahead. Well, I would give it a five or a four even. I was very... I didn't like the movie literally within two minutes. 
And I was very disappointed because, number one, I love zombie movies, which I never dreamt in a million years that I would be a zombie movie You do? When did you start loving zombie movies? Uh, what's the what's the Zombie Land? Oh, oh my gosh, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. Zombie Land. Zombie Land. Who's in Zombie Land? What's his name? That was a very good movie. Uh, Woody Harrelson. Uh, Woody, I hope they can't hear me typing here. I'm making notes. Woody, Woody Harrelson and uh, guy, uh, you know the guy's name. I don't know. You see him. He was in the Facebook movie, I think. But I mean, Woody Harrelson good, good is funny. Bill Murray makes an appearance in the first oh, my, Zombie Land movie. Great. It's one of the best comedy. Very funny scenes. Very funny. Ever. Very very good. And, uh, yeah, Zombieland 1 and 2 were both really well done. Yeah. And very enjoyable as far as zombie movies go. No, so let's not lose Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead I'd give four. And here's how I give it four. Yeah. The Zombie Queen was worth one point. Tig Notaro was worth three points. No, Tig was the movie. She was the movie, but she wouldn't have given that. That movie was, was zero. Without Tig Notaro, that movie was, it was crap. Terrible, terrible. It was almost a minus number you'd give it. Well, but, but I did she like added this, so much. Right, she added so much. And here's the unique thing is she was not filmed with the rest of the crew ah. because of the pandemic. She had to do all of her scenes on the green screen. And then he put them into the movie. And he, he was saying, what's his name? Zack Schneider. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a director. Yeah. He was saying that she actually transformed every scene that she was in. She's great, and she though. did. She's not even an actor. She's a comedian. She, yeah, she elevated every scene that she was in. And yeah. she said when she was filming it, she felt like she was the star of her own movie. And you could really tell because her star quality that she carried into those scenes... They were just great. Yeah, like they, they were. were really amazing. It just elevated the whole movie. And because it opens with uh, the movie is set in Las Vegas. Yeah. And there is a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, and the whole opening song. Well, well, you have an opening scene, right? You have an opening scene. Well, so let me finish finish that thought. So they've contained the zombie outbreak. Fin- yeah. No, I just want to get one. They've contained the zombie outbreak in in Las Vegas via shipping containers so all the zombies are contained within las vegas so go ahead right uh they're not in the shipping containers though. no no they're contained no sorry oh they're, it's a they're, wall they're, built, a wall of, shipping built of shipping containers around las vegas there you go i wasn't sure if that was helpful to your story go containing ahead. all the zombies but viva las vegas the song viva las vegas Every number song. one i don't like the song period yeah and it is the opening number, or not the opening number, but it's the first song that you get to open the movie with the credits. And it's literally like a three or four minute song. Or longer than that. Went on forever. It goes on forever. And it's awful. Awful. I wanted to turn the movie off immediately. And... Well, well it got too, worse. Pale I didn't Moon's like on the, the right. Pale Moon on the Rise. Oh the my God. Like whoever scored one. the movie, two thumbs down for them. Yeah. What, horrible. What else do you have to say the about that waste of two horrible, and a half hours? Except for Tignotaro. What's his name? David uh, Bautista wasn't bad. I mean, he's a nice, he's a he's enjoyable to watch. But here's the thing: he didn't. I think he was cast wrong. I don't even think he was the right person no, no. to be cast for that was, role. Was, but that's typical. You get these like there was a German guy, or he had German accent. He was he was good. But other than that, but he, oh but, him, he was the he, he was he, he was, was good. Uh, but no one was believable. Well, the, the script was terrible. The zombie king was good. Yeah. And the zombie queen 
they were actually really cool. Like, yeah. I hated the opening zombie. Yeah. I hated him because he moves well, mechanically. He was CGI, right? He was CGI. He was kind of robotic. Yeah. And I didn't like that at all. And then, but when you get to the zombie king and queen, they had, there was a love story. Yeah. Between them, which was very cool. Yeah. You know, and I actually liked them right. more than I liked the humans. She was a great zombie queen. She was really she, great. Whoever the actor was did a great job. The she was, was good. fierce and sexy. Yeah. And I don't know. They. I think they should have just done a movie about their story. I and think like, so. how did they... Yeah. How did they... That would have been a good... That's a, that would be a prequel I'd be interested in. Yeah, like how... <clears throat> like... How they became zombies, how they realized they were intelligent, they could still think. Because they aren't, yeah. And they weren't, they, how they were able to fall in love and all of this. But I, I liked their characters, but yeah, the rest of the movie was just blah. It's terrible. What's your favorite? So is Zombieland your favorite zombie movie? Yeah, I love Zombieland's my favorite. And then my second favorite is Train to Busan, which that is was a, a Korean. Another very good one, yeah. Zombie movie. Uh, which was extremely violent, as all zombie movies are. But it was very entertaining. Um, that, that was well done. Korean films are excellent, by the way. They They're are. Really um, Parasite excellent. was another good one. I, I didn't watch Parasite. Oh, that was good. That was good. It was well done. Yeah. You didn't watch it? No. Okay. Uh, Shaun of the Dead was a good one. That was, that was a bit violent. I've never watched the uh, whole Shaun of the Dead. It's a comedy, but it's, it's, very, comedy. it's very, I think you'd like it. I'll have to watch it because I do enjoy zombie movies. Um, that was good. Uh, the original, which was Night of the Living Dead, I think it was, was the 60s black and white movie that was yeah. not violent but very spooky where they're stuck in a house. That actually oh, started okay. off. I think that started off. And that wasn't bad. Yeah. Well, is there any other things while we're talking about movies well, or anything else? Or? Well, I was going to talk one more thing about Tig Notaro. She was in the movie Together Together, which I don't think I mentioned. I've shared on the podcast. I went to see it, and she's with Ed Helms, who was also from The Office. Oh, I didn't know. And she, he Tig plays Notaro Andy. Yeah, yeah. And um, anyway, it's a very, very just great relationship type movie. It's about a platonic relationship. And um, anyway, I recommend that movie. It's just a really feel good. Is it a romantic comedy? No, it's not romantic. It's platonic. It's about a platonic relationship, oh. which is very unique. Like, you don't really get to see that. And Tig doesn't play a comedic character in that one. She just plays like a. She plays a therapist. Right. And she only has like two or three really short scenes. Yeah. But the main cast, um, oh, there is a there is a comedic character who's really funny. He's like a coffee shop guy, and he plays this gay guy, and he's just really funny. He's he's pretty hysterical, and he has he's got some really good lines. But yeah, it's just a really warm, fuzzy, yeah. good movie. So I started watching Game of Thrones for the first time ever. Oh yeah, that's right, you did. Um, and so, what do you think of Game of Thrones? Well, I could see where I could see the the how it pulls you in. It doesn't pull you in right away. Right. It's disturbed by the first episode because of this. There's a certain tribe, and the way they treat women is so disturbing. But I think yeah. it, that's the message they're trying to tell you. Well, can you imagine how many people got molested back? I mean, 
Yeah, people yeah. get molested a ton today. Yeah. But even back then. Right. It must have just been like crazy. I didn't read the book. I have the book. Luke, my cousin, gave Even my though nephew this is gave like it to me. Pretend it's yeah. not a real story. But I could see just you know the era it's set in in the medieval times, and uh, I mean Sean Bean's in it. I really like him. Um, there's good actors, so I can I can see the appeal. I think it's almost like uh, I compare it to Guinness, where at mm-hmm. first it's like what's going on here, and then you eventually yeah. build up the taste, and then it's really good. Actually, Guinness that's a bad example. Like how like good anymore. is it? Like on a scale of one to ten. Like, are you just jonesing and wanting to watch it all the time? or It does really stay with forward? you. Like, you know, it stays with you and you wonder. You, 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 the story stays in you a bit. Oh, okay. And you want to go back to it and see what happens. Oh, yeah? Um, in what so, way? Um, the character development and uh, the storyline seems strong. It's not like a wow, we Like, you, I wouldn't have seen that first episode and, and gone to the office and said, good, you got to see this show. Like, it's not that. It's, right. It's more of a slow... <clears throat> a slow build. A slow drag. It's kind of like like Maggie. Like She really annoyed me when I first got her. But then mm-hmm. she just burrows her way into your heart. Yeah. That's maybe not a way to, good example either. Yeah. I have, don't have any good analogies. So, But I thought I'd bring that up because everyone goes on about it for all the time. I like know. I, I, I've not met anyone who hasn't had the response with, oh my gosh, you have to see it. Like Everyone says you have to see it. It's an amazing show. And they talk about the last season not being great. They ran out of it. It was a Starbucks cup in the last season. Oh, I heard that, yeah. It was sitting underneath a chair. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, also, it's filmed, a lot of it's filmed in Northern Ireland, which is fun. Like, there is some beautiful, oh, the landscape is beautiful. Yeah. Um, it did, like that. Well, the first one was 2011, so we were watching, you watched a little bit of a scene. It looked like a cheap, I think set, a it cheap was set in Jerusalem. Game like, of Thrones. It could have been a totally different show. I'm not even one, sure to this day what I watched. Oh, no, I'm talking about during the week where we were watching a scene and it looked like a, oh. a cheap Jesus movie. Yeah, I didn't see the big, I didn't really get it. it was like, fa- I yeah, was they, um, looking at it and yeah. thinking I would turn this off. Number one, I don't like that era, the yeah. medieval time and the costumes and. I could see why I caught when it I did. I thought though. the little kid, the prince kid, I thought he was like a real. Like I just didn't find him appealing to watch. Oh, he's terrible! That little like, guy with the short hair. He's like hair. a little weasel. He is. A, he's supposed to be a weasel. Yeah, I just didn't find him. I would have turned it off. I would never have watched it based on that first show. And then, um, what is it? Um, yeah. So, well, it's interesting. There's a kingdom that. So I could see where it where it appealed to people because, like, you had Braveheart mm-hmm. that was very really caught people. And me too. Like I loved that movie. Yeah. And then you had Gladiator, and then you had Three Hundred, and saw that. But then you had so you have this, and then you have Lord of the Rings, and then th- then this. So it seems like yeah. it's collective. There's a collective desire for this, whether it's the power of myth or folklore, or old stuff. Right, but it does right. feel like that was the trajectory of what people were kind of. Right, it was appetized. like a trend. Yeah, yeah. Back then. Which is no, it's. I mean, if if I, anyway. If I go back to Braveheart, that's the trend that started in '95. But I mean, in the '50s, you had historical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a real story. Well, with a lot of stuff at it. I mean, I liked Lord of the Rings, but it wasn't something I would ever put at the top of my list. I did, but I'm kind of tired of it now. Well, yeah, I mean, it's... So, well, it's just, you know. Uh, What else can we talk about? Should we keep talking about shows? Like, do we need to talk about The Breeders or no? We've already covered that. I think we talked about Breeders before. We talked about that on on Hulu. And, um, all right, are we done with the intro? Yeah, well, I don't... What are we going to talk about today? I wanted to talk about a quote that okay. someone shared with me yesterday that I thought was pretty profound. 
and I have to find it because I want to read it. Um, okay. It was by this guy, Connor Beaton, and I have no idea who he is. And it's from an Instagram channel called Man Talks. But here's the quote. It says, stop debating people, period. It serves almost no purpose outside of hijacking the nervous system and getting you involved in what is often a contest to see who can reaffirm their opinions and identity in the most concrete fashion. So anyway, when I heard this quote, my friend shared it with me, I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Like, I we were, we were talking about how when like when a debate comes up or when someone begins sharing an, an opposing opinion with you, like I will have a physical reaction yeah. inside of my body where I get like nervous or anxious or something. It's like I literally can feel my nervous system perk up, but not in a good way. And even one time I had someone coming to visit my home who is in an extremely different uh, religious camp to myself. And I wasn't even... Can you give me just the slightest hint of who you're talking about or, or mime it or without saying it? Okay. So anyway... But Mike, that's a condenser mic. It might have picked that up, but we'll see. So anyway, just the fact that this person was coming to my home yeah. was very upsetting. Like I had... I was having like a major anxiety attack. Oh. Knowing they were coming because I was afraid. Right. That they were going to bring things up to me or judge me or whatever because I'm I've shared very openly with this person that I'm not a Christian anymore. Right. So there's definitely some truth to this quote. Yeah. That not only debating people, but also when you know that you're going to be confronted with someone who is so different in their opinions and their beliefs. Yeah. Like, I know for a fact my physical body reacts to that. And it's yeah. a horrible feeling. Do you get that same reaction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do. Um, yeah. Well, when, yeah... I more comfortable to be around people who agree with you, right? Well, of course it is. and my, But it's so funny. It's like because today, because of social media and because of politics and the pandemic and the vaccine, it seems like, you know, just going, instead of going on social media just to be like entertained or look at different things, there's always these things coming at you. And then also there's another person in my life who loves debating yeah and they have some different opinions than myself and i'm just so over it like i just i just don't care i, like, got to a point I don't want to debate yeah. you i just please leave me alone well think that please yeah. keep your opinions to yourself unless i want to talk to you about it but it's like what do you think causes the exhaustion well, it's just, it doesn't, I like the second part of this quote. Okay, it serves almost no purpose outside of hijacking the nervous system and getting you involved in what is often a contest to see who can reaffirm their opinions 
and identity in the most concrete fashion. Because you're not going to change anybody's mind. Right. You're just stating your opinion over and over again in a way that you yeah. think is going to convince them in some way. And they're doing the same back at you. No one changes their mind or their opinion. And it just... It's like a, a an exercise in uh, self-torture. So I, I wonder if... So I think when I think back to a moment last year when somebody wanted to get into a debate and it was stuff I debated and looked at. It was a theological debate that I would have looked mm-hmm. at. I just didn't feel like digging it up again. I didn't feel right. like going through my old books. I just didn't have the energy or desire to go debate right. that subject. Right. And re-come up with where I was at. And I just... Now... And I wonder if part of the anxiety is that you actually know what they're gonna, what their stance is, right? And it might have been a stance you once upon a time had, so you understand it. You just don't right. feel like going there. Whereas, exactly. if the person wants to debate with you, and it's a novel subject you've never thought about, yeah, maybe you're more open to put some energy into it because it's like so. For example, if a Buddhist comes along and wants to debate, or a communist, I don't know, I'm not equating those two in any way, mm-hmm. but just something that you don't have a background in, yeah. And they want to debate why that's a great thing. You might have more energy because it's something new you're trying to discover. You might Maybe. learn something. Maybe. Or if there's no, like, uh, two, I think if it's just, like, an opinion that's just doesn't yeah. have any weight to it in the right. sense that, like, people are putting so much weight into a lot of these things. and they, Because they are weighty things and they're things that, that matter, like, you know, the vaccine or whatever. But... Yeah. People get defensive or like wearing a face mask. But it's like, you know, I, I mean, I don't really care if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't, don't. If you want to get a vaccine, get one. If you don't want to get one, don't get one. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to get upset about those things. But opinions about like whether I'm going to hell or not going to hell or someone thinking I'm, you know, this lost person like those feel different to me well because at the root of those the person's trying to convince you you're defective and they need to fix you right right that that, that gets tiring right yeah i mean and i do get tired of like the i do get tired of like vaccine debates and all this stuff which i don't enter into those anymore which i never really did debate that yeah that's not something i really ever did debate i'm just like okay you do what's good for you yeah but when someone else is like constantly wanting to debate yeah like how okay here's something like if someone is wanting debate what's another way to enter that conversation where you don't have to debate what would you do if you didn't want to if you knew this person wanted to debate how would you handle the conversation what would you say uh well what would i say i guess i'd want to know like um what their motive is to debate is the motive to i mean i don't know how i'd figure that out but maybe maybe you don't, you don't figure it out you just you just deal with it um but like the motive would be like do, do you want to prove you're right do mm-hmm. you want to win the debate or do you want to learn something like you know kids so would you ask them that question i don't know if I would. do you so, want to well, debate this because me, do you me, want to find out if you're right i don't know i, I don't know if how, how i do that i think so for example like kids like to wrestle right yeah wrestling's fun and i wonder if wrestling is just part of like you want to you want to push yourself to your mm-hmm. limits you want to you want to you want to grow your muscle whether you consciously know that or not as a kid but 
there's something about resistance that, that people yeah. like, you know, that it's good for us. Like meeting resistance is good for us because we mm-hmm. grow. And if you go into a debate because you want to meet resistance and you want to test out your theories that you've held on to and see if they can mm-hmm. make it in the ring, yeah, then that's probably a healthy thing. But if you go into the ring because and your 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 motive is to is to show your opponent how wrong they are and shame them in front of people, right? Then, I think that's the that's key. That's not helpful. I think that's the key because I think I think most of us don't go into the ring yeah. wanting to learn. We go into the ring wanting to teach. Yeah. We want to transform that person's opinion, and they want to transform ours. Yeah. So. But it's hard to have a teachable attitude. Right. You know, it's really hard to get yourself in a place of wanting to understand, especially if you know the other person will never be in that place and doesn't want to be in that place. So then it so is it a waste of time. So it kind of feels unfair. Like, yeah. Because I've been in conversations like that where... You move the mic, sorry for the noise. They're good and respectful conversations... But at the same time, I can tell the other person doesn't really, like, I will feel like I'm the one acquiescing on points or saying, oh, yeah, I see your point, or, oh, I understand that. Or, that gets oh, tiring after a while. If you're the only one doing that, that gets tiring. I know. I'm just like, I don't okay, want I'm just, like, what the point? I just don't want to do it anymore. So, like, like I, I'm, it's exhausting. I got into a debate with a workmate where I thought how they handle the meeting was not well and I gave them feedback and then they pushed back on me and they gave me feedback that was actually helpful I'm not trying to be the hero of the story it was actually helpful right. and it still helps me but I asked them is there any feedback I gave you that's helpful like they just avoided the question yeah. so it's like I'm done right if you can't learn I've learned something from you like there's really nothing you can mm-hmm. learn because um, yeah so I don't you know so maybe you ask them hey what's your do you want to oh are you open if you ask the opponent are you open to learning anything right. here they wow, might say they are que- that's a good question but if they're not are you no you open to being wrong about anything you're bringing in here are you open to learning or open to being wrong right. if they're not then why waste your time right because all they're doing is bringing gifts for you they're not planning on taking any gifts from you right and if that's the case that's I don't think that's a debate right but, but there's so much of this like like and you look at these YouTube videos like Jordan Peterson destroys this liberal. Like, I don't want to destroy anyone. What kind of language is that? Destroying right, people. Right. Like, is our mission to just make people look stupid? Yeah. That's just not, um, that's not the way I want to be. Right. Um, so, I mean, so that's what we always say at work. Like, let's tear apart ideas, not each other. Yeah. And I think if you're mature enough, you can detach your ideas from yourself. But often people can't. Right. So I think that's like a sign of maturity or maybe not maturity because I wouldn't call myself mature I would say because that's it's really really hard for me to do right and I do it I don't do it that well at all debate yeah yeah so it's definitely something that I have to remind myself to be in that learning place you know yeah and yeah anyway I just thought that was a really good yeah, that's a good quote. A really good quote. And um, so, because I think there are things to learn. There's... That's always... The, yeah, of course. There's always something to learn. I don't think there's always one... I mean, there's just... Everything's not black and white. Yeah. In the world, so... But also, like, I had a case this week where 
I said something. It, it was it was a debate. We called it was really a pissing match, as he called it, in work. And uh-huh. I said something, and he responded male, and I wanted to respond and say, "Did you really just say that?" Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. I didn't. Yeah. I try to get see clarity, and then another guy who read the mail said, "This is how I interpreted what you were saying, Brian." Yeah, and then I realized, wow, okay, if he interpreted what I was saying the way he did, that's completely opposite of what I, what I meant. Right. So I could see why he got upset with what I said. Right. Because what he thought I said was a complete one eighty to what I wanted to say. Oh. Okay. And if, if if I actually did say that, I'd be upset with myself. So a lot of yeah. it's just seeking clarity too. Like, is this what you're saying? Mirroring back, like, hey, when you say that, is yeah. th- this is what I think you're saying? Is that true? Mm-hmm. But even that skill, I don't see a lot of. Right. It's few, it's rare, like at least in companies where someone says, "So this is what I hear you saying." Right. Now that's a good technique that you had. Uh, I've heard that technique for a long time. Yeah. Remember, uh, Ann H used to call it um, not Ann H, Nancy H, her mom. Yeah. Would say mirroring, mirroring back uh-huh. what you think you heard. Right. That's effective. What it? does that look like? Well, they had a couple do it, and. Um, live in in the room and uh they were going through some rough patches and they, they mm-hmm. was a little uncomfortable because it was a real live counseling session she had with 20 people in the room oh wow it was it was uh yeah was i there no i didn't see you there i just started going they used to do this friday night or i don't know what it was they did these events at germania place yeah and she was doing the um the session and uh the guy started getting really upset and she goes and now mirror back mm-hmm. mirror back what you and it was something like well when i touch you i feel like you don't love me and don't want to be around me and she mm-hmm. goes no that's not what's happening inside of me when you touch mm-hmm. me something else is going on yeah so she was having them use the technique of the mirror back thing and i okay. like that was a whole new thing to me yeah at 26 like i just didn't Thing. my communication skills mm-hmm. wouldn't have been that strong yeah so so does that answer your question though yeah I thought you were going to talk about something else though what do you think I was going to say it's like when you when you say that this is what I hear that's another that's another version of it yeah yeah so, so similar yeah so that the, so oh because that mirroring I think was when you say this this is how it makes me feel oh yeah that's it that's and, what I was this people, is how it makes me feel and people can't uh so I would, people can't argue with um, with that. So I used that before, like with a boss. I said, when you talk to me that way, it makes me feel like a four-year-old. Right. And he's like, oh, shit, I didn't want to. I hope, like, so people need to see what their actions are doing. Yeah. And then uh, another class was, when you say or do this, the impact on me is this. So you don't even yeah. make it feelings. So they move it away from the feelings. They just mm-hmm. say, so another example was, and maybe I talk, I would talk to this before in another podcast was, in a meeting, this guy went, shh. We were really close, and he shushed me. Yeah. And I got really pissed off. And I, 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 my first attempt was, hey, when you did that, I felt like you were an asshole. Well, that's not helpful, right? I felt like you were. Yeah, asshole. that's not. Yes. You were supposed to say it made me feel. <laughs> made me feel. Like... Yeah, yeah, I didn't say it to him, but it's like your your oh, first. You, that's yeah, what yeah. you thought. Though. You want to practice yeah. it with someone. So we're, I, I thought about. It. So what was the impact on me? And I thought about it. It's like I got embarrassed. Okay, uh-huh. made me feel embarrassed. Okay, but that really wasn't the impact. The impact was I remained silent for the rest of the meeting, and I had oh. stuff to contribute. But I didn't because it shut me down. So right, I, it took right. me about 15 minutes to put it in my head. And I grabbed him after. I said, hey, when you shushed me in the meeting. And as soon mm-hmm. as I said it, his face changed. And he goes, I know, I'm sorry. I said, well, and I just continued. I said, well, how it impacted me was I got embarrassed. Yeah. And then I didn't contribute for the rest of the meeting. And I wanted to. Right. And he apologized. But it was important for him to see that your behavior impacted someone this way. So I, to right. me, that's the most powerful 
that we call it impactful feedback is like when some because a lot of people don't know their actions are causing right. this you know right we had someone at work who was having all these thoughts that were completely untrue about her decisions were made and she was thinking she was doing a bad job and that wasn't the case at all but in in, in the absence of communication in a vacuum of communication yeah. we will feed that right like if, what is it nature abhors a vacuum or nature abhors a vacuum is that right have you heard that term uh, i don't know the like term. something will fill it there's a vacuum something fills it and i think right. uh, in 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 when you're unsure about something yeah and no one's communicating what's really going on right and there's a vacuum of communication you will fill that with your right, own narrative with all of and our, it's usually the worst narrative right because right. it's, it's comes, it comes from our most insecure parts of ourselves like i suck i'm the worst person how did i ever get right. this job and and in her case it was the complete opposite she was doing an outstanding right. job there was just some things that happened right so but in her you know i think in her mind um and I can't say a whole lot more about that, but I'm just saying in our mind, we mm-hmm. we come up with the craziest stories. I just did that this week with you. I had some crazy story that was completely untrue. Do you remember what it was? What was that? I remember that now. Because I said it to you and you said, really, that was all going through your head? Yeah. And that could be unique. I know we were sitting in bed. Yeah. And I had a book in my hand. coffee. And yeah, I, I don't remember what it was. Oh, uh, uh, I know what it was. And what was it? I remember. Oh, oh, I know what it was. I was booking, I was, uh, well, I can't say it now because it's a surprise. But anyway, I was doing something and I was spending money. And you turned and you said something like, hey, you know, we need to do this, uh-huh. which costs money. And I, inter- I I thought, oh, she sees that I'm spending money. Uh-huh. So she's upset because she's like, oh, you're spending money on yourself, Brian. But you know the kids need this. Yeah. So I thought I picked up an attitude and you didn't even see what I was doing on the phone. You just coincidentally right, no happened to mention that the doing. kids needed something. Yeah, and in my mind, you were judging me because oh, you get to spend. It's fine for you, Brian, to spend a few hundred dollars on yourself when your kids need this. Yeah, that was nowhere in your head. Right. But in my head, I was like, maybe I was having that thought of I shouldn't spend this money here because I'm sure the, I shouldn't spend the money on myself because I'm sure the kids need something. So I probably just had that thought when yeah. coincidentally you happen to mention it, and then it confirms my judgment on myself. Mm-hmm. So. We're funny humans, aren't we? I know. And so here's the thing, though. People always say, and I hear this all the time, like, we need to communicate more. That's just so vague. Yes, we do, but, like, that's too vague. Right, but we're still vague. communicating in the wrong way. I'm just saying, like, that's way, when people yeah. say I need to communicate more, that's, more like... More effectively. Se- more effectively, but, like, specifically, how? what does that look right. like? What technique? Okay, if you don't have a technique, what technique? You're going to read a book on communication. Pick one technique okay. that you're going to do better. Since we're married and talking about communicating. Yes. This is another good quote. Yeah. From Art of Dating NYC. Yeah. This was shared with me by my friend who is dating. Well, she's she's in a very committed relationship. So she's really not dating that much anymore. But I thought this uh, was a great quote. If you're unwilling to take feedback or criticism from your partner, how will you learn? How will you know their pain points? How will you grow? An unwillingness to acknowledge what your partner has to say because it is hard to accept your shortcomings is putting your ego above the needs of your relationship. Right. Could you imagine how many relationships uh, crumble because the ego wants to be right? Yes. Man, the ego's strong, isn't it? Yeah, so I thought that was a very strong quote because that's something... I mean... I yeah. struggle with because we had a we had an argument last night 
speaking of arguments and not hearing what your partner has to say. Yeah. We were in, uh, we were at the movies. Yeah. And we were about two thirds of the way through The Quiet Place 2. Yeah. And everything shuts down. Power. The power goes out. Only the auxiliary lights remained on. And then a flashing, like, white light in the corner goes off a couple times. So you're sitting there, you know, you're watching this really tense movie about this, you know, world event of these things on the earth that are causing havoc. And then also being in a movie theater, I'm thinking of um, Colorado. Yeah, that's my first thought. I'm thinking of a shooter. Aurora. Aurora. Yeah. Being in the Was that your first thought? That was my first thought. That was mine too. Sadly, yeah. Yeah, so I think of that because I'm not I'm not thinking of the other option or and fire. I thought of fire. Right, that was my second thought too. Because I thought of the uh, club fire. I forget what country it was in, but a lot of people got trapped, couldn't get out. There were not enough exits. Actually, I don't think there were any exits. It was just like the front door or something. There might have been one other exit. But anyway, Callum gets up, and he's bolting out and everyone's just sitting there by the way which brings up a whole other conversation we could have about like the bystander syndrome which is really that's kind of different anyway maybe that doesn't apply anyway he gets up i get up i look over to you you're sitting there and a few people start getting up and i'm thinking in my head well i'm gonna leave i want to be by the front doors before people start freaking out like i don't want there to be like a herd because i'm also thinking of like people getting trampled trying to get out of the theater so i'm thinking i'm just going to calmly get up and i'm going to go down to the front so that i can get i can escape if i need to um so anyway get up we go we're leaving and i'm waiting for you to follow i'm thinking you'll follow yeah and then I realized there's no, not happen, yeah. you're not following, which really like pissed me off. I got really mad about that because you, I'm like a pessimist when it comes to like bad things happening in the world. Yeah. I'm a worst case scenario person. You're a best case scenario person. Yeah. So I get up and I think I texted you. Oh, my phone was off. Oh, your phone was off. Well, right. That makes sense because we're in a movie theater. So... I text you, and I'm hoping you're going to come. We're making our way down the escalator, which is not working. We're walking down. But we realize it's just a big storm, or I realize it's a big storm. So I don't know if it's a, if we're a tornado watch or warning, so I check my phone, and there's not. So I'm like, oh, okay, this just must be a really big storm that we're dealing with here. But I'm still mad that you're not there. It's kind of hard to talk to you when you're in another room. I'm sorry, yes. I I, I didn't need to fix that problem. Um, So so anyway, I tell Liam and Callum, I'm like, well, I guess we'll just go back in the theater because, like, Dad's not going to come. Like, he obviously doesn't care. Right. Like, him and Finn are just going to go down with the ship. Well, I was saying to her, let's go. whatever, you know. And she said, what about all my stuff? I said, well, leave it here. Leave your, we'll come back. We bought the tickets. Just grab your bag. But it was like trying to. 
she wasn't motivated. Right. To, I was, so she I must was be actually worse mad me. at her, which I never told her I was mad at her, but well, I was pissed at her to the podcast, too because she does. If she does, she'll oh. she'll hear it. She doesn't. But anyway, so, because I'm thinking this is typical, like of my family that like if the if some big event like these are the thoughts going through my head yeah like this is typical of our family if there's a bad event going down yeah no I think, i'll be the one reacting because everyone thinks i'm an idiot yeah who overreacts right there is an extreme so you and callum probably hold on and then oh. you guys will do nothing well so i think there is a there is a spectrum in the family there's there's you and probably callum are on the uh, come in are on the extreme of you, you, you can come, come in. in if you're just getting something uh you might be on the extreme of worst case scenario i think finn and i probably lean more on um that it, it, best case scenario you guys lean on nothing bad ever just gonna think happen. in the middle it would have been good so for example <laughs> we should have stayed together so if there was so my first thought was active shooter the right. second thought was fire Right. When I got up to leave, the guy in front of me said, "There's hail," and right. I knew the weather was bad. And when right. the, when the light when the weather, when it blinked, my first thought was, "That's what it is." Yeah. And if it's hail, what's the point of leaving? There's no. He didn't. I looked. No, it took a right. few, another minute because what I wanted to check for was tornadoes. Right. If I there did. There was a I tornado. Too, yeah. Didn't see that. I just saw heavy storms. Like I think we're just fine. We'll just stay right. here. But you didn't know all that was going on in my head. You just decided you were mad at me, and I had to tell you. Right. And I was. I had to tell you twice. You even told, if you, you, you had checked time. on that. Yeah. I felt like you should have still come and checked on us. Yeah, well, I but tried. But you weren't checking on us. I get it. So, so you were thinking I didn't care. So I was bothered yeah, that you didn't think I... Yeah, I was just like, I... he, doesn't even, he doesn't care. Like, Well, I was bothered that you didn't think I cared. Right. Because like, if it really was an act... Here's the thing. If there was an active shooter, right. you guys went the wrong way. You went into the main lobby. Well, I didn't know that. I'm just I saying if you, if that's why we should have stayed together. Because so if there if had there, been an active shooter, fire, we should have gone should down have to the gone front to the and right, gone down the exit door the, to the yeah, right. Yeah, the alarm would have gone off on the door, but that was the place to go. Right. Um, unless, although... I t- although, yeah, although That would have caused a lot of chaos, though, if I would have done that. Yeah, but it's like, okay, I would have, but... I mean, I don't know what what to do. I mean, it's it's just it's a it's a complex world. We used to just have either fire, or the projectionist was drunk or something. Now we have this potential of an active shooter, which is a whole new thing of how do you you know? Well, they would. How would they have gotten the the system down, unless it was someone who I don't know. They would have shot the, the projector at or the something. theater. But anyway, so this caused a conflict between the two of us. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because number one, I didn't know your story. Right. You don't know my story. Now, were you listening to my story when I told you the first time? Because I, I no, I, I was. You look so mad. You weren't even listening. Well, because I felt abandoned. Right. Like I felt like you were poo-pooing me, yeah, as you yeah, often yeah. do. Right. You poo-poo me, like oh, that's just Bridget overreacting. Yeah. And I do know, I do know that I probably erred too much on the side of fear, but it's not that. It's just that I, I feel like for me personally, I watch the news and I see what happens in the world. Yeah. And that I should react in a, in a uh, let's be as safe as possible type of way, just in case. Yeah. Instead of a. It wouldn't have been bad to go out that door and set the alarm off. Right, but I, I feel like not reacting at all, is also problematic. Oh, but I, I see. I thought, I think you thought I was assuming the best. I wasn't assuming the best. I had, good evidence that the problem was hail. Right, but I you're made not my finding me to come communicate that to me. Well, I did. Me. I waited for my phone to come on, and then I called you. I don't know. I should have just left Finn so, there. So, yeah, you called my me. My option was to leave. Finn was not coming. <laughs> she wasn't coming. Was I supposed to leave her there? 
and then join you four, and then I'd get there. Because I, I said to her, if I go down without you, she's going to be mad at me. So you got to come. Right. Well, so that I'm dealing with that. Well, that speaks loud to what, like, my place in the family. Well, you, I you, feel like my place in the family is like the... The what? The resident idiot who overreacts to no, situations. I don't, th- I don't think so. I mean... And who doesn't get taken seriously ever? I don't think that's fair. I mean, I don't think that's fair. I mean, look at I. Let, let, let's look at the other extreme. I swung an axe at a branch and missed and put it in my shin. Right. Well, that's because you don't know how to use an axe. And I you... also went into a pile of mud that you said don't go into that mud. You're gonna get stuck. And I said, oh, we've got an SUV, and it got stuck overnight, and it, and the tow truck couldn't even get it out. He had to get right. another truck to get it out. The tow truck almost got stuck. That's how bad it was. Right. And you told me, don't go into that mud. It, you're going to sink. And sure enough, we did. Right. Well, because see, this is the my, way... My point our, is, I think if right. there's going to be an idiot here, it's me. Because I've been the no, one who's well, gone No, because I think you you err on... You go too much on the side of everything's fine. Right. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Me, yeah. I'm on the side of it may not be okay. I need to react as if it's not going to be okay. Well, yeah. Do you remember we, we slid sideways down, down a snowy mountain in Colorado? Yes. That was bad. And I was Like, that a, was a mistake, too. We never should have gone to have. those people's house. I was That was an all-wheel drive Volvo. Because you do. You think you're an instructor. I was like, this is an all-wheel drive Volvo. You know, I know. When it's See, going down that mountain sideways, it doesn't matter. Way. I never would have. Number one. If I had known where those people lived, we would never would have gone that day. Right. No, I agree. Ever. I agree. I mean, and that was bad, like, because on the side of the road, we could have hit a tree. That tree could have gone through the window of the car. I mean, we saw we saw other vehicles on the side of the road. Yeah, hanging literally in a clump of trees off the side and of the, the road. And if the trees hadn't been there, they would have just rolled. I mean, it's... Yeah, they yeah, would have rolled yeah. down the mountainside. So, so I, I, I get it. Um, so but, okay, how, how so, should we have done that differently? So, well, I think of course, if two tensions me, were high, because we were... We had just both come to the realization that everything was fine. Yeah. So, I mean, I was a tiny bit spooked. Not like incredibly spooked, but yeah. a little bit. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, but there was like two minutes of like, okay, what is going on here? Yeah. But then, you know, it did take me a good like 10, 15 minutes to stop. Even after you explained yourself and what you were feeling and thinking. And, okay, so here, what do you have to say to me about that? Like, if we're well, talking so about you criticism. Said, you said it made me feel abandoned. So that was the first time you said that. Had I known that, that would have been helpful. Because all you were saying was, you don't care. You would abandon your, you would abandon your family. Right. And I was you like, would have abandoned your family. You like, would have That's, that's ludicrous. Us. Like, if, if, if a shooter really had come in there... Like, I would have put my life on the line to stop him. Right, but I think you would have actually had to have seen him first. Okay, but my point is, though, that Like, if you... Okay, let me In get, your mind, yeah. if it's not 100%, I think if there's any doubt in your mind that something bad will happen, you will go to the positive side first. Well, but here's the thing. The odds of an active shooter going into a movie theater is very, very slim. Oh, I know that. I know that. It's only happened in one movie theater. And right. all the movies that ever happened in the world. Right. I'm not saying that... I'm not... Well... That's pro- I'm saying that wrong. Bataclan was also bad. That, okay. was, that was a concert. My point is that if you had, instead of pushing it all on me like I'm pissed at you, if you had said, when you didn't come down, it made me feel abandoned, I would have responded differently. Right, right. That's all, that's all you have to say. So. Right. And then uh, I could have said, well, when you say that about me, it makes me feel that you don't think I'll protect my family when it comes down to it. And right. that's not true either. Right. You know? Right. Um... 
Because what should we have done? What we should have done until we had clarity was all five of us stay together. Right. So we need to have some conversations about, hey, hey, kid, right. you don't get to just go off on your own because if there was a problem, you went the wrong direction. You wait for us to make a decision. So we should. I was just thinking about getting out well, me, in case me, of me, a fire I get or a it, stampede. I get it. Got it. But the best thing we could have done was if we weren't sure, we go right. stand by that exit door that leads right. to the outside in right. the theater. Right. We stand beside it, and then if we start hearing shouts or fire, then we just go straight out that door. Right. Um. Now, I agree. I, I, I knew leaving. I wanted to leave for safety reasons, but it felt wrong. Yeah. To be leaving you guys. Well, I was hoping you would follow. Yeah. But I also knew what I was dealing with. Yeah. In the sense that I, I could see you guys staying and being like, oh, whatever. No big deal. Yeah, because you Cause feel most like... most people were staying. Everyone was like... They were. Very a few I'm people wired. Left. I don't know why I'm wired that way. I'm just... Well, yeah. I'm wired in a very weird way. Well, my mom was um, similar. She was very, like, wired to be very nervous of what might happen. And my dad was more, oh, it'll be okay. You know, yeah. like, he was definitely more chill. Um, I wish I was maybe more too like much. that. Well, I mean, there is a middle ground, right? Yeah, but I wish I was more like And I think between like the you. two of us, like, Liam probably sits in the middle of that five I just mentioned on the spectrum. No, he's very chill, I think. Well, like, last week I, I had three beers. First of all, last week... Here's an example of me being an idiot. Okay, maybe strong words. Oh, this is another well, argument we had. Are well, we so talk about at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I went out for drinks, right? Yeah. I had a lovely Oktoberfest. Problem number one, it was my breakfast. I hadn't eaten all day. Right. So I was drinking this for breakfast at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And then I had two more. And I had two more because I was on my electric scooter. Now, this is Burleson Beer Yard. And usually if I come home, if I'm to come home from there, I go back roads. I cut across Broadway. I go Avenue B all the way up to um, the um, the uh, Witty Museum, and then I get across again. And I, I mm-hmm. so, but on my third beer, my first thought was, ah, I'm gonna fly down Broadway at five o'clock. Yeah. And I flew down Broadway. I have my helmet on, but I'm going 20 miles an hour, and people are looking at me, and I'm grinning back, and I'm having the great greatest oh my time. God. And I get home, and I realize that was really stupid. I was so pissed at you. But at one point, Liam just was eating. He usually never gets involved. He just looks up and said, Dad, can you admit that that was not wise? And I, I heard that because he doesn't yeah. normally talk like yeah, that. Yeah, he never, ever interjects himself. But when he did, it's like, okay, I got that. I heard that. Yeah. And then um, when we talked the next morning, he I think he said something similar. He goes, uh, it was something like but I But, you know, it, um, yeah, that was, uh, he was right. I mean, you were right too, but you were speaking in anger and he just spoke quietly and said one thing that was like yeah well i mean i got i got more and more angry at you because you were not hearing me i think you're so used to not hearing me or in those types of situations because i overreact and you that's how you see me yeah so as an overly cautious person so you don't i don't think you hear me anymore yeah like you it's completely the words are coming out of my mouth you are dismissing them faster yeah. than they reach your ears. It's funny, when I put that axe in my shin, as deep as it was, my first thought was, oh crap, Bridge is going to get pissed at me. <laughs> well, it wasn't, oh crap, I don't know what I just did to my leg just there. Yeah. I think bleeding like crazy it was at the time. So, but you heard, it's interesting that you heard him. I was saying the same thing to you. Yeah. 
And yeah. at first, I, I don't think I was speaking to you at first in anger. I think because he does But I got... No, I get it. I get it. I think because he doesn't often say stuff. Yeah. Because he thinks probably it'll be disrespectful. But he felt convicted enough that he needed to say something that he just respectfully said, can you admit that that was not wise? And it was very soft and it was very unusual. And that's why I heard it. Because it came from a place that's that's unusual. And it was novel, right? Right. Right. I've lost and my I, and credibility. I do, no, you haven't. And I respect him. Like, I respect all the, everyone I'm saying. But, like, I respect that opinion that it was hard for him to give. Yeah. Probably. But it was, it was, it was very, he was completely dead on. It right. was stupid. When I'm sober, I know not to do that. I know to go down Avenue B because it's a scooter and I can get crushed. So, it just, it, it's five o'clock. And, yeah, people do go down Broadway. You're not supposed to go on the footpath. But it's a small wheel. I could hit a pothole. I could flip. I could get hit by a car. I was texting. I know it's stupid. And you were drunk. Yes. You stumbled when you came in the front door. Mm, um, yes. And then you thought it was funny that it was no big no, deal to be on was, a scooter was, drunk. I should have. I should have taken it over. it was different than a car. All I do is fall. And my friends even offered offered me a lift. But I mean, you know, they were drinking too. Not as much as I was. They had had breakfast at least, and they were having less. So anyway, what do you want? What should we talk? It's now fifty-two minutes in. Fifty-two minutes well, in. Well, okay. Here's something. How can I gain credibility in the family? You're assuming you don't have it. I know, but okay. Like, let's say something. Okay. What if I get afraid of something? How can I express my concerns to you and the family without you guys thinking I'm a nut job? Maybe have me walk through my actions and see how my actions impact. Like in the cat case, like like okay, you, you would you normally go down Broadway? No, but you did because you drank. Is no, your logic not, better? That wasn't my question. Well, I think no, I think I, I think let me finish trying to answer it. I think I'm oh, answering. Okay. You're asking like how do you like in the case in point on Friday? If you would approach the like um, like why did you make that decision to go down Broadway? And then I say, what whatever reason. And then you'd say, if you were sober, would you have made that decision? No, I wouldn't have. So you, are you more logical when, you, when you're when you drunk? And no, I'm not. I'm less logical. So then why would you do that? You know what I mean? Right. If you approach it like that, like walk, walk me through it. Help me get to the answer myself. So if I phrase my concerns in a different in a question, way. As a question. So let's role play this. Let's okay. say tonight a storm rolls in. Yeah. And there's a tornado warning which is different than a watch yeah so a warning means there's one actually somewhere yeah in san antonio yeah and those always make me nervous yeah because like we almost we had we had a bid in on a home yeah that we were gonna buy near the quarry yeah and we changed our minds right and a tornado actually touched down on that, on street. that street. Yeah, it didn't rip the it didn't rip the roof off that house, but it ripped the roof off the houses next door. To that. Yeah, next door and to almost it. every house. Right. So we could have potentially been in that oh, house. Oh, oh, we would have been on that night. We would have been had we got the house. Okay. So I'm sharing that to say that we were very close to being in a situation yep. like that. Right. But I feel like every time there's a tornado watch or warning. Yeah. That I am the only person in this house that even has a slight bit of concern. Yeah. That anything could happen. You know, so I'm like cleaning out the pantry, making sure we have a place to go. How can I express to the family 
what can I say to make you guys feel, uh, take me seriously in a situation like that? Um, Without you guys just, because, I mean, you'll go to bed. There could be a warning, and you would literally go, well, a warning's different than a watch, but, like, you could literally go to sleep when a siren's going off, I bet. Yeah, probably. I slept through an earthquake once in in Dublin. We had a tremor. I slept through that. So, I mean, how can I, Um, what can I say to you for you to be like, I don't know. I just... I don't know. Think about it. I feel like I live on a different planet. I could show more respect. Like, I do think you overreact, right? I think... Yes, we've acknowledged that. I accept that. Okay. That's so my, true. my first thought is, here she goes, overreacting. Like, if I'm... But, I mean, I think out of respect to you, I could slow down driving. I could slow down on my highway feeder ramp turns. If only it makes you feel better. That's That would be a good reason to slow down. In my mind, it's like, we're not going to flip at this speed. But if you think we're going to flip and it's causing your body stress... I'm not thinking of flipping. I just... I have a reaction to speed. Now, I mean, there's good evidence that there's a problem because if any of those ramps where you tell me to slow down, there's always a tire mark where somebody's car went up on the side of it. I need to sit in the back. I think I need to start riding in the back. I mean, I was like... I was with Finn last night driving and I I was getting nervous. Like, she wasn't even going that fast, but it's like, are we going to hit that tree? Finn was driving last night? No, yesterday morning. Oh. On her permit. But I was thinking of you. We were driving in Killarney in, a, in the southwest of Kerry. Mm-hmm. And I was flying down. And you were sitting there freaking out. And I could see why. Because the roads are narrow. And I was going fa- fast through the country road. And I was thinking about you. Thinking like, I don't like being in this passenger seat. I could see why she would want to do that. Right. So I got in the back. Which solved all the issues. Actually, sit behind me next time. Because I was fine. Yeah. Okay. So to answer your question, though, I think I do need to show more respect for the fact that whether I think it's... It's not a risk. To you, it's a risk. And it's, it's your reality that you're at risk and it's causing you stress. And I should honor that and, and, and make an adjustment. Yes, thank you. I would appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. And I will try not to overreact. I've been trying to learn to react appropriately. Yeah. Now, last night, you couldn't listen to my story. I had to tell it the second time. because I, I said, can you repeat the story? I just told you what was going on in my head. In the right. Because I, I missed the first... I don't know what was going on in my brain, but I missed the first words that came out of your mouth. Right. Because you're so mad at me, right? Yes. Because I could tell you're like sticking me to the death stare. Yeah. And I'm telling you what happened and you're not even listening. You know, but anyway. Uh, yeah, so what would be helpful again is like, hey, you makes me feel abandoned when you don't action. When you just, or right. make, you know. So. Well, there's also another layer to that argument last night too. Or what happened is that you heard what someone else told you. Yeah. And, and we showed me on his phone, too. Or showed you on well, his phone. Well, I didn't phone. see anything. I just saw 81 degrees. <laughs> That's all I saw on his phone. But you're very quick to go with someone else's opinion over mine. Well, for, now, what was your opinion? Well, I didn't have an opinion. I, yeah. I, I, by the time I had gone almost all the way downstairs, come back up. Yeah. That had given me time to realize, A, this is a storm. B, it's not dangerous. Yeah. So... Um, I mean, it was a severe thunderstorm, but it wasn't. It wasn't a big deal. I mean, so I went with what I think is Occam's razor. The most likely is was that right? Am I using that right? The most likely explanation is the true one. So that we so we'd run the the first thought in both our minds was active shooter, and then fire. Right. Yeah. So then I had looked at the weather and I knew a storm was coming over that was bad earlier, 
yeah. would be going over us around the time we were in the movie theater. So I already knew that. And I forgot about that completely. Even I forgot though I about it until it he told me. When he told me, I said, oh yeah, I remember. Right. And I, I ran the clouds right. on the future thing. And yeah. it showed that it was going to be coming over the movie theater during our movie. Yeah. So I remembered, hey, that's a good place to be during the movie theater. So I this. had that same thought. Yeah. You know why? Well, can I finish that thought? Yes, finish your thought. So... When he's saying it's hail, I was thinking, yeah, of course it's hail because I knew it would be hail. I knew we'd have a storm. And when a storm yeah. happens, power goes out. Yeah. When an active shooter ha- uh, comes in, power usually doesn't go out unless they yeah. cut it out. When a fire happens, yes, power goes out. So mm-hmm. it still could have been a fire. We, we know. But to me, the most likely cause was, so you didn't have any evidence. You ran away with no evidence of what was going on. To me, I had the strongest evidence that the real problem was hail. Right. That's why I stayed. Well, that's because I was thinking of burning alive. And right. that scenario wasn't appealing to me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I had just watched that documentary like a month ago. I didn't finish it yeah. about the nightclub fire. Yeah. And then the other thing is Callum's running out the door. And I'm, I'm realizing he's doing it because he probably fills his head with he all the stuff on the, on the internet of the worst things. Like he stresses about the worst things that can happen. And again, it comes in handy, like when he stabbed himself with the sword, he happened to have a first aid kit, which he insists on having in the house, and that came in handy. To... Right, actually, but there probably wouldn't be one if he didn't have it. No, there wouldn't it, be. And I, also, when they, cut, when they cut the water off, uh, Mr. Doomsday, Callum, had all the water ready for us, because he had buckets of it. Who cut off the water? The, during the winter storm. We oh, the, the water, Texas... When uh, the water went Oh, off. you know what that's called? What? Snowvid. Snowvid? Snowvid. Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't. I hadn't heard that. Were you before. gonna finish? You're gonna finish it. I cut you off. Did you finish your thought? Oh no, I was thinking that it was actually great to be, like after that was all kind of reconciled and we were. They started the movie back up. It took them like 30, 45 minutes, um, and the movie started. Then we got home. I realized that was great to be in the theater. Yeah. And not hear all the thunder and go. not hear the hail. Because, like, we got home and Maggie, she was so excited to see us. Yeah. And I was thinking, what was it like for Maggie to be here? I mean, she's a dog, right? She doesn't know that it was a storm. Were you okay, Maggie, with the storm last night? But, like, what is she thinking about, like, what's all that noise, you know? Yeah. Um, So, we should feed her, actually. And I want to get my Eckridge sausage. Well, there you go. Thanks for sitting with us if you made it this long. So, yeah, we had... So anyway, that's it, yeah. Okay. I don't know what to call this today, but... I'm calling it, uh, well, I've already titled it, and we'll see. It might change between now and then. I'm saying, where is it? Uh, Main topic. We need to communicate better. Is too vague. Make it actionable. No? We need to communicate better. I'll just leave it at that. Well, what do you want to call this thing? Let's make a decision. Uh, I didn't have any... You you can title it, because I didn't have any ideas. All right. Thanks, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Adios. Bye-bye.